This is Counterculture with Marie Busky. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. on Reality Chick Radio. Good morning and welcome back to Counterculture here with Marie on Reality Check Radio. Joining me now from down south is Annie Hart and this is one of the many great Kiwi voices. This is a woman that knows stuff about a lot of stuff and we had a great catch up and a chat before we did this last week and I was like, wow, we need to talk about some of these topics. Annie, welcome along. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. And one of the things you and I, we had a big old natter the other week one of the things that came up in our conversation was debt yes. and no one it's like a dirty little four-letter word debt it sure is. isn't it yeah why do you think people don't want to talk about it is it a dirty little secret I think people are a wee bit ashamed to um, share their financial situation if they feel they haven't done well mm. um, I think that a lot of people that look affluent on the outside are actually struggling with debt and they just don't know. They've never been taught how to handle it. Nobody's showing them how to do it. And they don't understand the debt that they're in. It shocks me that people don't know what interest rate they're paying for their credit card, for example, or um, what their mortgage rates are, or when their mortgage is due to, um, you know, short-term fixed rate to be released. And these things are not hard to learn, but you just need someone to teach you how to how to do it. Exactly. And it's difficult when you've got a government, whether it be local government or national government, which is enabling poor financial performance and yeah. and they're not modelling good behaviour themselves. So I did find it a little bit funny when Grant Robinson is announcing that they're wanting to have financial literacy as part of the education portfolio. Obviously, yep. he skipped those <laughs> classes, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, billions of dollars of debt that we didn't have before. How many? Seventy billion or something? Oh no! Well, I think we we're up Over to in terms of the the balance of payments. I think last I heard it was somewhere around one hundred and hundred and ninety six billion. Gosh, and I think that works out to be about eighty thousand dollars per kiwi. I, I read yeah, that it's a massive that's amount of money. Passing so, that on to your legacy for your children and grandchildren—that's just not on. It's not so. Cool. In, in terms of debt, like when things are roaring and going well, and you've mm-hmm. got low interest rates, yes. the temptation to actually uh, chalk things up either on a low interest unsecured loan, lower yep. interest unsecured loan, or on a house mortgage or buy property is is really alluring for it people. Is. But it is now that those yep. interest rates have gone up, and I think most average Kiwi households are paying a thousand dollars or more wow. a month on their a interest mortgage. payments. Yeah, yeah, on, on the interest on their mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Let's walk through for an average. Household well, I, that's feeling the squeeze. What yep. are the initial traps that they fall into and watch need to watch well, out for? Okay, so so just a bit about what I've been doing with people the last three years since this. Um, we've had a, a very you know progressive squeeze on our economy, and people have lost jobs and lives and all that stuff. It's left a lot of people managing money that haven't been used to managing money before, or it's left a lot of people with less income than they had. And so the traps I'm seeing are credit card debt, right? I think the best thing you can do for your credit cards if you're someone that's prone to debt is to cut them up, which I have done in my past, and it was the most helpful thing I've done. I think now is not the time to borrow money from a bank. If you need a new washing machine and you can't afford it, you're better to borrow the money from a friend or to do without to wash your clothes in the bath, you know, like if you're really broke. Um, and that sounds really harsh, but many, many cultures don't have all of those um, those those things. So we can, we can be resilient. I think 
buying new stuff to comfort yourself is a really big trap. And I think, you know, that's often cars, bikes, um, flat screen TVs and new furniture. And I've seen people get themselves into terrible debt at high interest rates just because they wanted a new couch. And they didn't understand that that 18% on their credit card is 18% until you've paid it off. You know, they think of it as a one-off. You know, it might take them two years to pay it off, so they paid 18% on 18%. And they don't understand that that couch is not $800 on special, it's cost them $1,400 or whatever it's cost them, you know. Comforting yourself by buying stuff when you're in debt is really, really dangerous. You better to go to an op shop and take $10 and grab a couple of things there, which which is good. Yeah, so when I work with people who are in debt, and it has been mainly people who have a small mortgage and they want to get away from the bank. So can I give you an example of a woman who told me I should share this information with you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Real yep. world examples, I think. We'll call her Jane. So Jane works for me right? I see her regularly. We get on really well. And I we were talking about financial matters and she said they have a $40,000 mortgage and they want to get away from the bank and they want to get their title back because the bank holds your title and you have to release your title. And often it costs money when you release your mortgage. $40,000 debt. She then disclosed to me that she had a $10,000 credit card debt But she also had $10,000 in savings, which was earning no interest. Then she, we talked more deeply about their financial situation. And I said, do you feel like you're being pinched? And she said, no, right now, since I have this job, we're doing fine. And I said, "Um, how much are you paying off each fortnight on your mortgage? And she said, $200. And I said to her, okay, would you like to get rid of your mortgage in 18 months? And she said, yes. And I said, I can show you how to do it. So the first thing we did is we cut up her credit cards. So as she paid off her credit card, she ended up not paying uh, 10000 times uh, $1,800 a year in interest on her credit card because it was always maxed out. So we got that down, and now she uses it. If she buys something, she pays it off every month. Therefore, you pay no interest. Mm -hmm. So that was the first step. Now, that was my first step when I was badly in debt myself. So I've been there. The second step is... When you have savings, apply the savings to your mortgage because they're not savings. You're not saving, actually. You're paying, let's say, 6% or 7% on your mortgage to have the privilege of the savings. So she said to me, oh, but I want to spend that doing up the bathroom. And I'm like, pay it on your mortgage. Oh, we thought we might put some solar panels up. I'm like, pay it off your mortgage. Um, We thought we might do an overseas trip pay it off your mortgage if you want to be debt-free, truly. So she's paid that off her mortgage. So now the mortgage is 40000 right? Her credit card debt went to zero within a month. Can you believe it? I mean, she just it just went. Now, in my situation, it took me two months to get rid of my credit card debt. It's just changing habits. I haven't even done budgeting with her, but she said we're not feeling the push. So I said, go into your banking app or online and double your payments. She said, oh, we could triple them and we wouldn't feel it. And I said, triple your payments. So then she went on sorted and figured out that if she did all those things, her debt would be over in two and a half years instead of, uh, I think it was 13 years they had it on. And that wasn't interest only, the the, the, um, mortgage. And then I said, when is your mortgage due for refixing? And we talked about um, how to stagger payments so you could pay off lump sums, which is what my husband and I have done to become debt-free, which we are and have been for some time. And then I've given her extra work 
and she has an Enyo business. And I said to her, if you could make $3,000, you put $3,000 aside per month from your wages in this business, could you do that extra? And she said, I think I can. And I've said I'll give her extra shifts. And every time she gets an extra shift, it'll go against her mortgage. So we've worked out that when her husband turns 50 in just over a year, she should be mortgage free. Now that's going from 13 years down to one and a bit years. It's only because she wasn't aware of how those things worked that she didn't know how to do them. Nobody had ever shown her, just like nobody had ever shown me. Well, there's also something to be said for those skills of basic budgeting and fiscal yes. literacy, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Now, now, but we did that without the budgeting. Now, we could have added in the budgeting and we know how to run a budget sheet. But I would say um, there are many, many free budget services run by mm. churches all around New Zealand. So if you are embarrassed about your spending, like, for example, She's a very simple woman like I am in terms of her needs. She doesn't get pubic waxing, right? <laughs> pubic. <laughs> she doesn't get waxed. She doesn't do nails. She doesn't get her hair done. She doesn't go out and buy frivolous things like jewellery when she can't afford it. She's very sensible. But I do know a lot of people when we've looked in their budget that have $150 a month in there of that sort of stuff, nor does she eat out very often. She's more likely to do a picnic with the family, mm. um, nor do they go on holiday. And so now we've built in a yearly holiday into her budget that she can do. It's only, you know, maybe going um, to a town a few hours away mm. and, and booking an Airbnb. Cheeky coffees. We had to do a microscope over our budget last year. Yeah. And not that I was actually a cheeky coffee person, but I had a friend that was also doing the same thing. Yeah. And she was appalled at what she was yeah. spending yeah. on coffee because when you think about it yeah. coffee now is minimum a cheap coffee if you're doing five. espresso is five dollars i paid the other day yeah so if you're doing some people yep. i know have it in their routine that they do a coffee every day before yes. they go to work so that's two. five five yeah so five five say twenty five dollars a week for yep. you twenty five times five so yep. if you go that's um so that's at 125 Put a zero on that for 50 weeks of the year. So that's yeah. $1,250 a year yeah. on your lattes. You're better to buy a device to make your coffee with yourself. Which I, and I don't got, mean yeah. a massive great a machine. So what I do with my health coaching is I pick the lower hanging fruit. So I picked with this woman, I picked the credit card debt first, and then she trusted me. Mm-hmm. And then I asked her about her mortgage and her repayments. And when she said $200, we both laughed until we fell on the floor about how ridiculously low that was. We laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And I said, do you feel that at all? And she said, no. And they're on a low income. I mean, the lowish income, one and a half people working, she's full-time and he's part-time. And he's not on a high income. And then she discovered, because he does some work outdoors, that they hadn't sent invoices to the people he's employed by. And she found $5,000 worth of unpaid invoices. So she's mm. whacked 15 grand off her 40 grand. So that's 25. Um, so she's got 25 now to deal with. And like what I've helped people do in the past is to draw a chart, and it's helpful if you colour it in, about where your debt level is now, and then every month colour another column in, and you just see this downwards thing, and you can you can sort of create a curve and go, oh, my gosh, in two years we'll be done, or three years or four years. But even if you've got an – oh, the other thing, if you have an impossibly large debt and you can't service it, you should be selling your property if you have property and downsizing. And a lot of people are not – 
okay with downsizing, but my gosh, you'll be free earlier. And I would be rather be free in a small house than be a slave in a big house. But it is about choices. If you like your debt and you like your big house and you like, you know, how flash that is or the, the opportunities it gives you, then maybe you need a second job to pay it off faster. You know, we've got to be real. We need to, you need to work within what you have. I've done a lot of coaching for this locally and I do it for free because it gives me a kick to see people get rid of their bank. It really does. Particularly, you know, they're overseas owned banks and they're there to make profit and they have fees and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, we talk about things like break fees and how to carve your mortgage up into bite-sized chunks to pay off. Um, that's worked really well. I mean, I can help. I can talk about that if you like. Yeah, well, one of the things, it, it's also, yeah, we can definitely talk about that. And I also want to talk about breaking habits too, uh-huh. because mm-hmm. lots of the information that you've just talked about, like, is it's almost like a debt diet that you're putting yes, yourself on, isn't absolutely. it? absolutely. You're putting yep. yourself on a debt diet and you're needing to be quite disciplined. And uh, this is going to sound really insane. So our family were affected by the uh, digital passport system. So we didn't have one. And so we were, like many Kiwis and many of our RCR listeners, shut out of society in this country for four months. Yep. Now, the silver lining of this for uh, particularly as in 2022, our financial situation changed. So we needed to do what many have done and many of the people you've coached. You go over things with a microscope. But the beautiful mm-hmm. thing, the, the one weird crazy silver lining, and I do not believe the government realised that this would happen, is that it forced all of us to change our spending yes. habits yeah, based on where we could, could or couldn't access. Mm-hmm. And because we had to do that so suddenly in over four months, and and our thing that we love to do is to to entertain and to go out, and all yep. of a sudden you can't go out, so you're having to create alternatives. When it meant that we had to go on our debt diet, it was nowhere near as drastic as we might have thought because we'd no. already started to create better habits around those things through that digital passport system. The coffees is certainly one thing. The going out was another. And you'll be amazed at what you can actually do at home. And it's not necessarily about the things and the places, but it's often about the people, isn't it? Yeah, we are quite self-sufficient. And we've done that over years and years, 20 years. We, We grow all our own food. We do our own preserves. We make food from scratch. And I do coach people on how to do those things. And they won't happen overnight. But taking one step is really empowering. So for if it's debt, um, you just need to have a good hard look at the pros and cons on your ledger book and be very honest about how much your actual debt is. Add everything up. Um, is there a loan? Like we, we loaned money to someone short term and he didn't admit until we were about to do it that he had a $10,000 debt we didn't know about. And he was going to keep on with that debt while loaning from us. And we're like, no, 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 no. Get rid of that $10,000 debt, then we'll loan you the money, you know, Mm. and we'll help you to do that. And it was just, again, cutting up the credit card and calling in what people owe you. Like my daughter is great. Um, She loans money to people all the time, but does not very good at getting it back. So she's, Mm. you know, short of about $2,000. And I'm like, get the money back. Stop loaning money to people. Oh, but they, no, they've got to learn how to stand on their own two feet. And often it is just about cutting out 
it might be just one thing. It could be learning to cook well. I know a woman who I love dearly, who I couldn't name, but they eat out about five times a week because they're so busy. And so she needs coaching as to how to do a slow cooker that's going to last them three meals. And you just you only have to make seven meals a week. So let's do a slow cooker, let's do a roast, and let's do two stir fries, and that's the week done. Mm. People just, they get stuck. And when people start making their own food, they save money on their groceries. Let's say your grocery bills, I don't know, 200 bucks a week. You might be able to cut it to 150. There's 50 bucks you can put against your debt. There's always a way. There's always, always a way. And even people that don't have earnings, they are being supported by the government. There's a way that if they're in debt, even if it's a very small amount at a time that they can get out of it. And it might be they have to shift in with their parents for a while. Mm. It might be that they have to bring in an extra flatmate and sleep Mm. on the couch, give them their room, right? It might be they need to put up a tent outside in the summer and rent out their room. I mean, there's there's, there's ways of doing it. And And isn't it interesting you say that, right? Because you and I are a similar age. Yeah, we are. And, you know, back in the day, Going flatting and even being in flatting situations through your 20s or even in your 30s wasn't that uncommon. It was more the norm. And I remember when I bought my first house, mm-hmm. I had I paid for the mortgage by bringing flatmates and, yep. and, and short-term boarders. I used, because I was in a holiday area, so I yep. would have short-term boarders. That's, right. I had a four-bedroom house. I was, in, I was only using one of those bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Whereas now you see these young couples who have this expectation that they purchase a home if they're lucky enough to do that, yeah. and they're the only ones that are going to to live in it. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It doesn't make sense if you're wanting to get that. Because the thing is, no matter how high your income is, debt is debt, and it's sucking you dry. You know, if you have a mortgage of, I don't know, let's say you've got a mortgage of $300,000 at 6%, three sixes or $18,000 a year in interest you're paying. And people don't get that. Look, I've got another example in my extended family, a young couple. They must have bought a house years ago for 300000 or so. And I mean, it is their choice and I totally respect it, but they've got almost as much mortgage as they did when they bought the house probably 15 years ago. And to me, that's nuts because you could pay off, they spend their money on holidays. They could just choose to pay off another five grand a year off their mortgage and their mortgage would be way down. But I mean, that's a different philosophy, but they don't understand that they are paying $18,000 a year or whatever it is for the privilege of that decision. And they get nothing for the $18,000, nothing at all. That's more than a grand a month. Mm. What's a grand and a half a month? That's a lot of money. $1,500 is a lot of wage. So this is actually cycles back then to the coaching that you're talking about, because often when you're doing health coaching, I would have thought there would be quite a strong intrinsic link between health and debt. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I do my health coaching, coaching, it's the same thing. Recently, um, my sister has allowed me to coach her, which is a great joy to me for health. And she thought it would be hard, but we're just doing one step at a time. And in her case, we're cutting out sugar and gluten easy to do, really easy to do. And when I looked at what she's eating, I'm going, well, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's shit. Let's get rid of those three things and we'll substitute them with these three things. So she's eating more fat and more avocado and more meat, right? And more vegetables, replacing the the crap she was eating. And she's happy, Mm. easy, transforming her. So the same with debt. You don't have to do it all at once. You do it step by step, but you have to start by being honest 
then you need to look at your interest rates you're paying on debt. Mm. And I always go for the debt with the highest interest rates to get rid of. And all the other thing is you can consolidate. So let's say you've got a mortgage, but you've got a, a very high credit card debt that you don't think you can manage. Um, and maybe another HP that's not on tick anymore and they are at 18% and your mortgage is at six. Well, then it makes sense to convert that debt into mortgage debt, which you can do at the bank. Mm-hmm. And then, you, then you've got an honest figure to start with and then you can look practically at how you can um, how you can chunk that down. But chunking debt is something that I also teach people. That's not the first step. That's probably the second or third step. Yeah. And that's exciting. That's and I, I like the way, too, time. that you break it down into small bites. I yeah. think when you're changing habits, and this is, again, the silver lining from the digital exactly. passport system, exactly. all of us were forced into something so quickly we and were. we all had to adjust. And it was at that time that, I over that period of time that I remember saying to the family, right, we now need to look at everything because we've made a decision and it's the the financial landscape is going to change uh, yeah. next year. And and I just said to my husband one day, I said, you know what? I said because we, we've always I agree with you. I've always been a person that credit cards, if you can't afford to pay it off in its entirety each month, don't have it, don't use it. So that's yeah. where I have always been, having right. in my 20s fallen into that trap myself. So being there, done that, that I, did, um, t-shirt. I did that as a single parent. I relied on my credit card. And uh, when I met my current husband, who's very frugal, in fact, I have to credit him with at least half of this. I take his ideas and develop them. But it was him that said, well, why don't you chop up your credit cards? And I just got mm. out scissors and went chop, chop, choppity, chop, chop. So did I. Liberating. Yeah. We did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I did it's exactly the same thing. It is a trap. You're right. That is a trap. So the next thing um we did is we went through and I said to my husband, you know, I keep looking at the credit card because I track it like a hawk. Yeah. And every month, and I keep thinking... You know, we're not eating out. We're I'm watching what we're spending at the supermarket. We've got the vegetable garden rolling. Yeah. I'd um, bought a secondhand freezer, best two hundred dollars I'd ever spent in my life. A secondhand little stand up freezer, so I could batch cook stuff and freeze and do right. all of that thing to save money there. But I was still seeing this. The bill was not dropping yeah. as precipitously as I wanted. So I said what to the it? husband. So that's what I thought because we because we put everything through that credit card to yes. track it and, to and take the loyalty advantages off it. Yeah. I said to him, you know what? I'm going to go through this with a fine tooth comb. Right. And I went. I took six months worth of statements. Right. Because not all the payments are monthly. Yeah. Uh, six months worth of statements, and I went through line by line. Yeah. Uh, to see what was there, and wow, the hidden it? fees that you find, like those digital subscriptions that say take out um, the free trial, yes, yes, and yes, you can cancel yes. within thirty days. But you- yeah, so dangerous. You need to diarize those. I recently I fell in the trap. I got this fitness app that I never used. It was $46 for three months. Three months rolled over and I got bloody charged again. And that's a trap. So that's where diarising things is great if you're trialling stuff. Absolutely. And we went through and things like Netflix subscriptions and all that kind of stuff. Because you know what? What's, I mean, let's face it, what what is good to watch on the telly these days? But you'll be amazed at what you can access for free. Yes. 
Yes, yes, you can. You can. And although YouTube is becoming a bit of an evil empire, there's amazing numbers of videos of how to on YouTube, including how to get rid of your debt, how to. If people go, um, how do I render my own fat? YouTube. How, um, how do I can my own tomatoes? YouTube. How do I make a stew? YouTube. I taught recently somebody how to make use a slow cooker to cook meat. Um, they'd never done it before and it was they couldn't believe how simple it was you know but um, YouTube videos for everything so what I do is I just watch an awful lot of YouTube videos and I've just taught myself how to knit again and um, I use YouTube videos for techniques it's great mm-hmm. cheap well it's free at the moment and while it's still there and Rumble I mean Rumble's got some good stuff yeah, so someone is now listening to this they're at home and they've got that you know five thousand dollar credit card debt sort of breathing down their neck at 18% interest and they've got the wee bit of mortgage. So we're going to get rid of that, cut up that credit card first and foremost, get the scissors out, people. See you later, Sam. Consolidate, that's interesting. So you're saying rank everything from highest interest rates and most expensive down and consolidate that down. So we've done all of that. We've consolidated all of that. We've got everything uh, either sitting in that mortgage or if they are a, so or if they're somebody in a situation where they don't have a mortgage. So they're at home, they've not been able to afford a mortgage, yep. they've got rents climbing through the roof yes. uh, and that uncertainty there. Yeah. What are some of the things that they can do in terms of pulling well, they back? can they can they can unless they are living below their means, once you've got rid of your credit card debt, um, then you're being real with what you're spending. If they've got other loans they've consolidated, they're already going to have the interest rate they didn't spend on the credit card to help accelerate paying back those other loans. So let's say they had a small credit card debt that maybe, I mean, I'm $10,000 debt is about roughly, roughly 70 bucks a month. So that's $70. Instead of going, yay, I'm going to buy new shoes, you go, yay, I've got rid of my credit cards. Yay, I'm amazing. You put that $70 a month into your next highest interest paying debt if there is another one. Um, and, and if it's not paying interest, you know, you've just maybe you've got an HP, pay off the HP faster, increase your repayments. Now, if you've got other debt, um, and maybe you've consolidated and you've got a small debt in the bank, Let, let's say you don't have a house, you want to get a house, you've got a $20,000 debt you've consolidated now, then when you go online with any of your debts, you can um, up your payments, and often there's a ceiling to how high you can go, but if a, with a mortgage you can. In some cases, you have to do a lump sum payment, so I would have go to the bank and pay them you know, a grand at a time or whatever chunk you've got. Or if it's online and you can tweak up your repayments, if it's a mortgage, you can, instead of paying you know, $250 a week, you might make it $280 and you just tweak it up. Once you've got rid of all of your debt, which could be years and years, you're then in a position to go, well, I paid $250 a week on my debt. I've now got that money I can transfer into savings and you start saving. And then I would recommend you start your saving, you go to your bank. It's in a a place like a bonus saver where you get extra for putting for increasing it every month. Um, For example, at the cooperative bank, they've got a a savings one that's of 1.75%. But at the end of every month, you get a bonus if you put more money in and it lifts it up to 3.5. And then when you've got a chunk big enough, which can be just $1,000, you do a short-term interest rate through a bank or a building society. So you put it in the bank by itself and it earns probably 6% is the best you can get for a year at the moment, 575 for six months right now, which is great, good time to put money in the bank. 
And then you chunk it up from there. I use various services like Simplicity. They're really, really good. And there's another one called Booster, which is really good. And they do quite good returns long term. So when you've got five grand together, that's what my daughter did. She the same method. She puts the five grand away and forgets about it. Um, and then you build up another five grand and put the five grand away and forget about it. And before you know it, are you renewing an investment maybe at 20 grand? And before you know it, you might have a 20 and a five and then a 20 and a 10. And that's how you climb your way up. If you are wanting a house deposit or you are wanting, I don't know, it could be something you want. It might be a car. It could be a trip overseas, but you're not in debt anymore. So you can spend the money. Mm. I recommend people save for their retirement. My mum and dad cost themselves 290000 in care in their last years, um, which wasn't provided by the government. So um, I know that's really long-term thinking, but there are reasons to save for the future, mm. for sure. We all get older. We need help. Oh, the other thing is I don't have life insurance. I don't have health insurance because I would rather save the money and pay for stuff when I needed it. So that's the way we roll. I know that those big chunks often surprise people. They have uh, rates if they own a house and insurance that come maybe once a year. So that's a budgeting thing. You might want to chunk that out so you pay it over several, you know, monthly. So it becomes a monthly fee. But that's a budgeting conversation, really. And budgeting advice is really easy to get if you reach out for yeah, free yeah. in your community. Yeah. 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 Many churches. Don't be ashamed. Gosh. Yeah. You know, there is. I look at social media now because uh, I've got two sons, two very, very different sons. <laughs> One son, he's had a little part-time job since the end of last year. He has saved so much of what he's earned. He just doesn't see the need to spend it. He doesn't have that desire for things. Mm. He's a, very much a homebody. His younger brother, on the other hand, he's on social media and he sees the latest T-shirt or the brand of this uh, and TikTok all of this. Yes. And yeah. I do wonder, because I look at how I led my life in my 20s, when I lived in the, in the city and I had my first high-paying job, fell into that trap, oh, the lifestyle, she's... Exciting. Oh, it is exciting. And you're finally free of mum and dad and you can do all of those things. And then you give yourself the rude surprise. <laughs> you get you get through all of that and you, yeah. and you, you, know, you come back to your senses. But so many of these young people now, I mean, I'm seeing young people, which is great, living their best life in their 20s and their 30s, some of them even into their 40s. Yeah. And you have these couples who are married, but sometimes with or without children, and they have, Renting. they're taking that WEF, you will own nothing and you be happy, very yes. seriously, yeah. Annie. Yeah, well, they've been told, haven't they? They've been told. Um, yeah, so one, one thing that people spend an awful lot of money on that can be a hidden sort of thing is alcohol an awful lot so if you happen to be gregarious and love to drink piss <laughs> unless you've got a really good wage I mean I know, I know people that drink a quarter of their wage not personally anymore but when I was younger lots of people and that's okay as a phase if you can afford it and you don't want to save but if your goal is to get debt free and to save you need to drop it. Make your own homemade kombucha. Easy as heck. 2% alcohol, you know, um, even brew your own alcohol, you know, um, or ask for it as a gift for your birthday, a bottle of whiskey or whatever, you know, like, but but cut it down. Mm -hmm. um, problem there is, is spending money is like an addiction. And I have also coached in my past people who are alcoholics. And until they're prepared to let that go, there's probably not much you can do with them at, at all because they're not, they're not going to be honest with themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, 
maybe they will be, but maybe their self-belief is that they can't do it. Until they had a self-belief that they can do it, it's not worth working with people. It's, I've, you know, I've had that a lot. I've done a lot of coaching where people have said, yep, I'm a gunner, I'm a gunner um, on various things. Um, I've done a lot of network marketing. I want to be free. I want to have, um, you know, these choices, but they're not prepared to do what it takes. That's like starting a business, right? If you want a business to be successful, you have to be all in and you would know, well, we both know about that. Mm, we both had businesses. Yeah, definitely. We still have businesses. So, yeah. You know, you need a good accountant when you want to do tricky mm. stuff. But for the basic stuff, getting rid of debt, many, many Kiwis are in trouble. And it makes me sad to think that they are disempowered by the debt. Mm-hmm. Right. So Annie's number one guide out there for people that are wanting to have a little bit of a debt diet. Number one, get that credit card debt under control if you have it. Chop those cards up. See you later, Sam. Yep. Number one. Two, look, if you're able to consolidate on like debts with higher amounts of interests, get that consolidation happening. So it'd be number two. Number three, then that that's when the budgeting services uh, can come in. And as you see, the churches have really good services. I know some of the citizens' advice bureaus have great yeah. um, services. So definitely do that budgeting. But even if you, you know, and you're finding in your heart of hearts that you don't want to do that or you don't have access to that, just do what I did and just print out your bank statements mm-hmm. because unless you're paying a lot of cash mm-hmm. in places. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at the the digital payments. And another little trick that you can do, and we actually did this over that period of time, one of the things that we did is that we went through and had a look at those because a lot of those digital payments actually go on credit cards. If you cancel, if you're thinking to yourself, right, what are the ones that we need to keep, you know, things like utilities and stuff, Mm -hmm. you move those to a bank account and by cancelling that credit card, it gets rid of everything. And if things will come out in the wash of the people that you know that you need to keep. But just well, not actually, only cut the card, but cut the cut the account. If, and, you're, if you're a card user and you have credit cards, what we did is, and they're funny words, credit and debit, because they're actually around the wrong way. Credit card, you don't have credit. They're giving you credit. Debit card, you're not in debit. You're actually in credit. So you have a bank account that you start building up, your everyday bank account or whatever. What I do when I buy my wool and other things online, because I do a lot of online shopping, I use no, my debit card. Um, so I just use my um, normal bank card, which has a MasterCard or a Visa on it. Mm. And that's the number I put in because it's it's just seen the same as a credit card. But I only spend what's in my bank. And if it's not in my bank, I wait. That's my yes. grandparents did that. They never had cards because they only had the bank account. So that's a false sense of. And that's uh, also that I think that's where the cards came into play because, yeah. you know, yeah. they came into common usage, I know, when we were in our 20s. And Actually, before then, it was all cash. I mean, I remember my first yeah. jobs, I got paid in cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, and a, and a wee brown envelope with the And a wee brown, yes. Yeah, and, and it they, was easy. And it because... came to you and it had coins in it because you might pay $162.58 or something. Yeah, exactly. And when you got paid in cash, yeah. your budgeting was quite easy because when that sucker was gone, it was gone. Well, actually, just um, a wee segue into cash. I'm very passionate about cash and I'm always passing out the, um, you know, have you seen those um, Voices for Freedom um, cash oh, the cash flyers, yep. Yeah, I'm always I'm giving them to tellers because I pay cash for everything. But what we do, what we've done is we, we used to have to track everything on our bank account, but now we use cash for groceries, coffees out, meals out, incidentals. And we have a tin, actually. I've got it here, my cash tin. 
where money goes in and money comes out because I have a couple of ventures where that's how I get my money. Mm-hmm. Thank you, New Zealand government. And if it's not in the tin, we don't spend it. So let's say we have income that comes in digitally, and I do. I go to the bank every fortnight and take out a few grand and I put it in the cash tin because we want cash to stay alive. That's just a passion of ours. It's not about budgeting, really. But I know many people, and my mum was the same. She opened her purse, and she would look inside and see the $20 back then that bought you a lot of money. I've got to go to the butcher and the shop. Kids, you want an ice cream? Let's go to the butcher and the shop first. If there's money left, you'll get an ice cream, and that's what she'd do. Then when her weekly money was gone, she'd wait until the next week when Dad would bring home his pay packet and put X amount in her purse. So that's another way of doing it. But you're not tracking it then. If you want to track your spending, you take a notebook, and that's what I've done before, and you just write down everything you spend, and you'll be surprised. I went to the $2 shop. I had a coffee. I bought some toilet paper, um, bad example. Oh, I bought that scarf because it was only $15, and then you can still track it. So, But bank statements, if you do everything with a card, bank statements are very trackable, and we've done that for business for years. We just print off the statement, and we go through every month and write down what that was, what category. So that's, an, you know, there's there's lots of budgeting methods. But, um, yeah, cash is just another one, but it's just a bit different. Right. Now, if anyone has any questions, remember this, I'm talking to Annie Hart. We're talking we're going we're talking about debt diets, people. I know, the sort of, you know, debt too diet. dirty for little words that begin with D, debt diet. Uh, we're, and we're looking at just sort of getting ourselves that freedom of trying to release ourselves from debt. And I think once we've done that, we can also allow it. That gives us more freedom to make clearer and better decisions. So, you know, it's amazing the shackles that debt have. Uh, If you have any questions at all, 2057 is the text details, and we can uh, pass those on to Annie for you if you've got any questions. Any nuggets of advice you can leave our listeners with before we head off today, Annie? Oh, just if you really want to change how you feel about money, empowering yourself with some simple skills to control it a bit better are the way to go and you will feel good about yourself. So you've got to want it, but it's very, very simple. It's not hard once once you make the decision. So yeah, I really encourage you and I wish I could coach everybody, um, but um, people that know me can come to me personally if they want a bit of help and we might even run a few workshops. Take the first step, and that might be just being honest. That's mm. all. One step is mm. good. Yeah, single step. Well, as you know what they say, the best way to eat a whale is one bite at a time. Yep. So there you go. Thank you very much. This has been Annie Hunt. We're probably going to get Annie back because she can speak on lots of different topics on how we can actually live our lives better and live our lives freer because that's what we want to do here at Reality Check Radio. Don't disappear here. We've still got great content yet to come. Marty's still to come here with Media Matters and then the Woke News of the Week. Brilliant. Thank you. This is Counterculture with Marie Buskey. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. on Reality Check Radio.